Welcome everybody to the Global Missions Podcast. I'm Jim, and with us on, on today's podcast, we also have uh, Scott McManable uh, from Fellowship Bible Church, missions pastor, and also we have a special guest with us, uh, Simon Yako, who is from Nigeria. And so we're just going to visit some and talk uh, some uh, with Simon uh, today and and hear about some of the persecution and difficulties and trials that they've have they've been going through over there in Nigeria. Yeah, so Simon, over the last few months, um, there have been various times where you have called me and said that uh, a missionary has been taken hostage or a pastor, um, and have asked us to pray. And in, in which you know we did, we let our body know and. We were praying. So tell us about some of that. What, what's been going on the last few months? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I just want to uh, give God the glory because of his faithfulness in our lives and what he is doing, you know, through the calling that he has called us into his ministry. Uh, to testify to the goodness of the Lord, uh, from January to uh, this time that we are in, they have kidnapped 11 of our missionaries in their various fears. Mm. And uh, four pastors that are pastoring in different churches in the villages and one pastor's wife. And in all these experiences, we have seen God at work mm. in the way that we cannot even imagine. And I just take this time to thank you, our partners, especially the Fellowship, mem uh, Fellowship Bible Church members and uh, the leader missions leaders for uh, their heart of love and care whenever I call that this is what has happened. They bear these burdens with us in praying and interceding. Mm. And we have seen God at work in all this uh, kidnapping. You know, they, they started this, you know, kidnapping work as if it was a joke, but it has be became a serious business in Nigeria, mm. especially the headsmen, the Fulani men, who are exposed to uh, AK-47. So that has been as a business, they've given them a means of business. Mm -hmm. So they moved and they kidnapped, especially our missionaries and pastors and the Christians mostly at the focus. Mm -hmm. They were kidnapped and they will ask for ransom. Mm -hmm. So in all this kidnapping, and uh, we have seen God at work. Even though we have been paying ransom of all these missionaries, if they kidnapped, they will ask for a ransom. And they will give some threats that if nothing is paid, they will kill the missionary. And so we, we send prayer requests to all over. And then we ask for prayers for God to intervene. And God has been intervening and a good you know thing that god has been doing 
even though these missionaries, they will be tied and be tortured. Some of them will be mistreated. But we thank God that even the women, the missionary wives that were kidnapped, they were not abused, you know, but they were tied. They were tied their legs, their two hands, and then keep them maybe under the tree for mm -hmm. them to be there for some days or a week with them like the last one that took place. In fact, they kept our missionaries for more than one week. And we kept, we know, we kept on, you know, interacting of how much was going to be paid as a ransom. And we thank God because the, uh, about a month ago, the one that was kidnapped with another person who was not a missionary, uh, he was there when they killed his opponent. Of, of who they know their, their relations, we are not able to uh, ransom him. And they even tied him to the tree. They were almost shooting him. And they mm. sent a message to us that if we do not pay the ransom, they were going to kill him and they were going to video, uh, they are going to take video of the killing and they were going to send it viral. So we kept on praying and they were giving us time, limit. If nothing is done, they will kill him. So we send, you know, we send prayer messages to you there. And God, uh, with God's intervention, they kept on shifting the time. As people were praying, they were kept on shifting the time. They were said, okay, we are giving you from this time to this time. And as they continue to pray, they, you know, the saints continue to pray, you know, God intervened to the extent that they reached the last turn where they tied him to the tree and they were almost shooting him. And they said, now we are giving you the last, uh, 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 the last chance. If we call your people and there is no, uh, no response concerning your ransom, we are going to kill you. So lo and behold, God in his own intervention provided and we, were, we sent the money and the person who was in the bank trying to you know, withdraw the money to be taken to them, got their call. And they said, this is the last call that we are calling you. If you do not bring the, the ransom money, we are going to kill him and you are not going to see his corpse and we'll put it vara for people to see. So he told them, anyway, I am in the bank now. Please, could you be patient? I am coming. So, and that is how God rescued the situation. And they called the missionary and said, your God has saved you. And we have seen that you are a, a servant of God. Your God has saved you. And indeed, they untied him and they waited for the ransom. And the ransom was taken to them. And the person who took the ransom to them, they testified and said, really, we have seen God at work. So, and then they removed 20,000 uh, Naira and gave it to the person that brought the message, you know, took the ransom, that they should take the money to the person who was negotiating, you know, for the release of the missionary, that definitely he has saved them from killing this missionary and also 
help them also to get the ransom. So they gave him 20,000 Naira that he should use it whatsoever he wants to use it for, they are giving it back to him. Mm-hmm. And that was a great testimony. And another testimony that uh, has been happening, you know, this planning hates men, they kidnap us. There is no way that you can go to them wherever they are to witness to them. But kidnapping these missionaries, these missionaries that they have kidnapped, God is using them to share the gospel with them. Even in the places where they are holding them hostage. Mm. And we look at it as God's way of reaching out to them because without them taking them hostage, we know it's a terrible situation. But seeing God allowing that for his glory, they use that time to share the gospel with them. And with all what we have seen, we've discovered that God has used them to reach out to them, all the kidnappers, and the missionaries also have been released. So we are really grateful to the Lord of how God has been doing his work in a way that we can under, we cannot understand. Mm. And we thank God for the missionaries because even despite their, their you know, despite the torment and the torture that they went through, none of them was discouraged of saying no. They are so excited of remaining where they were before. And they have been there and continuing to preach the word of God. Some of them, we asked them, how are you feeling? You said, yes, we, we are okay. And till this hour, they are still in their mission fields. And it is a very great encouragement for us here in the office. And that also is encouraging our faith to keep on trusting God, knowing that God is in control of every situation. We know as you know, as as human, as human beings, we know it's it's not easy. You know, even one of my <laughs> director friend here, the one that is, you know, is and, and you know the is the director of Elwa, you know, the one that is in charge of radio program, they kidnap him in his own house, you know, before his children and before his family. They took him. And they went away with him. And he was in there and he shared the gospel with them. And just tell them, look, you know, uh, God loves you. And I know it is not the will of God for you to be doing this. But I know it is because of the situation. So he shared the gospel with them. And they understood. They said, we will not touch you. We will not torture you because we have seen that you are an elderly person. You have children like us. So we will not torture you. And they kept him in a very safe place and uh, gave him a covering <laughs> for him to be there. But they were pushing him sometimes that let him you know, shout as if they were torturing him. He said, how can I as a pastor shout and this will be a lie? So they said that if you don't shout, they may not know that you are going through stress here to be able to pay your ransom. And then say, no, I am a servant of God. I will not shout, but nevertheless, you know, a huge amount of money was given for his rescue. But at least he used that opportunity to share the word of God with them. Mm. And those are some of the wonderful things that God has been doing. And all these missionaries, they are still, 
they are in their mission fields serving the Lord. Hmm. The last two were, you know, that we are kidnapped, were, 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 you know, that we are kidnapped was about a week ago. They kidnapped two of the missionaries again, and then uh, one missionary wife. But this time, at least the ransom was not much. The missionary wife was released even without any ransom again, showing how faithful our God is. Mm-hmm. So we keep on seeing God doing one thing or the other to encourage us so that we will not be discouraged. You know, all that the enemy is trying to do is to restrain and discourage us so that we will not share the gospel. And these are the people who Christ died for. And there is no way that we can reach them if there is nobody to preach to them. So for us, we take it as God's will, the way he allowed them to be kidnapped, even though it's very traumatic, but to the glory of God, this is the only way that these kidnappers will be reached with the gospel. And really we are very encouraged. The last time that we had the trauma healing for some of them here in Joss, you just, you just need to hear their testimonies concerning the kind of torture and how they felt, but understanding the grace of God and what God has done and giving them the opportunity of reaching out to them. They were testifying how they felt before coming to the trauma healing. And after the trauma healing, they were really willing to forgive and they forgive them. And they had more joy and peace of returning back to the field. Hmm. Now they are not just looking at these kidnappers as, as enemies, who have tortured them, they look at them as people who are lost and who need salvation. And for that, we have been praying and trusting God that through the messages that they have been shared, you know, they shared with these kidnappers, some of them one day will come to the saving knowledge of the Lord. And what is so interesting is that even some of them now that are living down, 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 down south, you know, because they are tired of it, some of them are encountering the Lord. We have some some of them that are the know that are encountering the Lord in this in the southwest of Nigeria, because people are sharing the gospel and they are seeing the need of the gospel. Even here in Jos, we've had several of them who have really given their lives to the Lord. So it is a very great uh, thing that God is. This a very great thing that God is doing by touching the lives of these people and encouraging our missionaries. It is, you know, and we always say, God gives different grace and special grace. Mm. Now for somebody who is living in the town, now you tell him that you are going to take him to where these missionaries are, it's going to be a talk of war because they don't even have the grace. Mm. But those who are serving in these different fields is a special grace for them. Mm. God is giving them special grace how they are living there with their families, how they are relaxed there and are able to preach the gospel. It only takes the grace of God. Hmm. And even us here now, reaching out to them, visiting them, it is the grace of God. Because you don't know what will happen to you the next time. But to the glory of God in all this, God has been always been in control. Hmm. And we are giving God the glory for what he is doing. And uh, we believe that um, what God is doing is to fulfill his purpose. Just as I was sharing with some people yesterday uh, concerning what Jesus said in John. He said, unless 
the grain of the kernel fall and dies. It remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. So, you know, denying self for the sake of the kingdom of God is something that has to do with the grace of God alone. And if God gives you the grace, it will not be a burden. In fact, death will not even mean anything. After all, one day we are going to die. After all, one day we are going to be with the Lord. So if God allows that that should be the way that we go to heaven, we cannot dispute that. But if his will is for us to finish what he has given to us and to do it for his own glory, he is the one that determines our safety, he is the one that determines our joy. He is the one that determines our peace. He's the one that determines even in encouraging us, even in moments like that, in, like this. So the issue of kidnap is not only restricted now, even in the villages, even here in Jos, we've had several that have been kidnapped. In fact, one of our staff here in the office was kidnapped. And how God rescued him, it was a miracle. But he kept on preaching the gospel to them, to the last time that God released him. And then they, they, they forced him to become a Muslim. He said, no, Jesus is the Lord, and he cannot just deny him. So he kept on preaching to them until God released him from their hands, without even ransom. Even though they declared his account, you know, you know, because he was with his ATM card, so they cleared his account. But with all that happened, God rescued him. But they had the gospel. They had the gospel. So we are giving God the glory for what God is doing, even in the face of all these uh, challenges that we are facing. The Lord has always remained faithful, and he will continue to be faithful, and will continue to depend upon him and appreciate his grace in our lives to live a day at a time. So we give him all the glory and thank you for bearing this body. We know that your hearts are with us here in Nigeria. Whenever it happens, we share it with you. And joyfully in bearing our burdens, you pray with us. And God is doing this. We are very grateful. And we believe that the Lord will continue to strengthen us and to encourage us to continue with the good work until when Jesus will come. Thank you. Simon, uh, my head is uh, swimming with um, <laughs> all kinds of thoughts and questions and implications, you know, of <laughs> what you're talking about and, you know, comparing our lives here in America with what um, you all are enduring there in Nigeria and, um, you know, just the <clears throat> atrocities and injustices that are committed against Christians and, and just the view, the perspective, you know, you talked about a special grace being given unto them. And I think part of, part of that special grace has, has got to be a special perspective. Um, you know, God just giving them the right perspective, um, I just, you know, I think even in my own life, <clears throat> you know, and Annette and I, I mean, we lived as missionaries in Thailand, um, you know, we endured hardship. I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing at all like what um, you all are enduring there. But, um, you know, I just, you know, today, look at my own life and, and just 
some of the petty things that I can find myself complaining about, you know, just uh, Jim and I fly a lot, you know, and most years we're flying over a hundred thousand miles. And well, all of that mileage is, is uh, sitting in economy. And sometimes I can lament the fact that I've got to sit in economy and don't get to sit in business. <laughs> you know, I mean, just something so, <laughs> yeah, just something um, so, you know, it would be luxurious compared to what these folks are enduring. So, <clears throat> excuse me, what, um, what, uh, how would you describe their perspective? You know, the, because, per- um, you talked about um, taking these uh, last ones that were um, released through trauma training. And, and so, you know, sometimes it seems like, um, you know, we, we, we're so focused on the trauma, we're so focused on what's been done to us that it incapacitates us. But here's these people that have had just extreme trauma um they've experienced extreme trauma and yet are anxious to go right back into it again right back to the same setting so tell us about the perspective that they have of god of the gospel of their lives that Hmm. that makes the trauma pale in comparison to um, the privilege that they, you know, are called to or have been given. Hmm. Uh, indeed, um, you see that their own perspective about all this trauma, all this suffering that they are going through, they know that it is temporal. It is only for a while. In fact, uh, I was listening to the testimony of one of the missionaries' wives that the husband was killed during the attacks of the Fulanis. Uh, she was just saying that, you know, after the attack, she was asking God, God, do you really exist? Why allowing this thing to happen to me at this time? You left me with four children. What am I going to do with them? And when she attended the trauma healing and she understood God in a different perspective. Now she can she she was able to say, now I understand God who he is. God is a God of mercy and is a God of forgiveness. And he said, if God has forgiven me my sins, why cannot forgive even somebody who does not know God? So now has her perspective completely changed. And she understood that our suffering is only for a while. One day we are going to be with the Lord forever and forever. But these people who don't understand what it means for somebody to be forgiven and have salvation to live with God forever. She looked at them as people who will one day go to a place of torment for life forever and forever. So their perspective completely changed about life after death. And God has given them the grace to be able to understand that if God is not able to protect them and sustain them, then who? Again, nobody. So they have understood that God is in control of every situation. And anything that God allows to happen, 
that is his decision. So all that they, 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 they desire to do is to be where God wants them to be and to depend upon God and trust him for whatsoever. But we know that our God is a faithful God. He's a just God. Allowing anything to happen in our lives, you know, he is in control. It doesn't show that he is weak or he cannot do anything, but he says in his word, all things work together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And their understanding about who God is and him being in control of every situation give them confidence to go back to the field and knowing God is in control. And it's left for him now to decide whatsoever that will happen. And they, they go back and they are there. Even the woman that the husband was killed during the attack, she went back to the field and she's been there, you know, in the field with the children. If not at the end of this month, finally she will leave to relocate again. But she's been there. And because she has forgiven and now she is free from any, you know, from the yoke of unforgiveness. Because if you don't forgive, you are still carrying a burden. But in order to relieve yourself from that burden, when you forgive, it's just like a balloon that is almost exploding and then you something just punch it and everything becomes, you know, free. And that is the situation. And we thank God because they are perspective. They understand who God is, what God can do, what he can allow for his own glory alone. And this has changed their perspective. And also some of them that are living in this field, sometimes they said, how can we as shepherd, God has given, made us to be under shepherd. How can we leave this sheep that we are pastoring? You know, Sometimes it's just like leaving the ship and going where? What is more important than these people that they are reaching out to? And so they said, it's better for us to remain because if they, they, if they leave the area, these people are not leaving that, that, that area. So it's better for, you know, for them to just stay with them. Whatsoever happened, let it happen to them together. I remember some of our missionaries that are in the Boko Haram zone. During the, the daytime, they are with the members. In the night, they will move to the mountains and sleep in the mountains, you know, to protect themselves because most of the attacks are always in the night. So they will move all of them to the mountains. They will take refuge there. When it is daytime, they will go back to their best. Mm -hmm. And he said, I cannot just leave. How can I just leave these people? He said, no, I cannot leave. Mm -hmm. So that his perspective about, you know, what God can do helps him and gives him the joy and the happiness of living with these people. And sometimes if they are living, the members will say, Pastor, where are you going? If you leave, where will we go? So also that also was, is, a, is a heavy burden upon them again. Just like he cannot just leave, leave, uh, let go. He prefers to be there. So, but the bottom line is that it is our understanding about who God is. And if you understand that God is able, he's omnipresent, he's omniscience, he's omnipotent. If we understand that, then that has solved 90% of our 
uh, our anxiousness of our worries and our bodies. I think that is at the bottom line. The understanding about God is the bottom line. Simon, you're leaving us speechless. I'll tell you, it's, um, we've got a lot to learn just in terms of our view of God and it's, um, we rejoice that, uh, all these folks have been released. Um, we praise God for that. And, uh, I just stand in awe of, um, these folks that are just willing to go back. Um, you know, it's not like, you know, it'd be one thing to go to a place and get very sick, you know, deathly sick. And then, and then want to return again, you know, but to be taken hostage, kidnapped and, and then, you know, threatened to be, killed released held for however long then finally released and then willing to go back again because of you know you have a great view of god and the privilege of you know what we've been called to yeah that uh one thing for me is that uh, it, it makes me question our discipleship, you know, like the content of our discipleship. Like, are we really discipling people into that kind of a view of God, you know, into that kind of a view of the privilege of being used by God, of being a child of God, of, you know, God doesn't call everybody to that. And, and, and that's, and that's fine. But um you know, it's his work and he places us where he wants us. But uh, it really, it really makes me question, you know, what is the focus of our discipleship? You know, what do we think the Christian life is all about? Hmm. Uh, um, the, uh, you said during the last trauma training um, that uh, the people um, that were released uh, gave testimony. Do, do you guys have those testimonies recorded? Yeah, I will just send a, I think we send it, you check your, your, your email, uh, drop, drop box. I think our IT man sent it through your drop box box. Okay. I'll look. It'd be yeah, really just nice. Check. At least you will see the whole video there and their testimonies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if we could make that available for folks as a follow-up, that would be really good mm -hmm. um, to hear your okay. testimony and then to be able to hear some of those specific testimonies, I think would be good mm -hmm. for people to hear. Wow. Hmm. Do you have any, any questions for Simon, Jim? Uh, I'm just thinking about, you know, we read through the, um, you know, we read through the scriptures and and, um, you know, we know stories, you know, where God has 
protected people that we have recorded recorded in history in the Bible, like um, you know Daniel and um, you know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and then we have um, our community group studying through Philippians right now, where we have Paul, um, you know, writing from prison and um, you know, sharing of his struggles and you know we know the gospel being shared in prison with through paul and various things you know but but in addition to those things which you know are real things that happened you know thousands of years ago it's just it's just very similar to things that you know happened you know last week um with people that that god's taken through you know very similar uh, you know, very similar situations. And so um, it does, it does just, um, you know, these are things that have, that have happened, you know, throughout history. And um, it does just communicate, I think, um, to me, just the faithfulness of the longevity of God. Because, mm. you know, we see, we, we've seen these things throughout history and we can look back thousands of years and see God um, faithfully working to sustain and to preserve and to um, protect, you know, his children. And then last week, a few days ago, we see God faithfully um, working to preserve and to protect his children. And so to me, that just, you know, just communicates just the greatness of God and the, and the faithfulness of God and the continuity of God and the, um, just the, all that's, all that's true of him. And, um, yeah, it's just, I think you're speaking of, you know, the forgiveness that, um, these folks are able to uh, extend to their persecutors is just tremendous uh, because we, you know, we have such a hard time forgiving people over such small things and, um, you know, for God to, you know, just again, showing the, showing the faithfulness of God to bring people to a point of being able to forgive because of seeing the way that God has forgiven them in Christ. I just said, that's a, that's a tremendous testimony. Um, yeah. Yep. Thank you, Jim. Well, Simon, we, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to share these things with us. Um, and, um, we um, we will continue to pray. Um, our body will continue to pray um, for you all and the missionaries and the churches. Um, Equa has it's like ten thousand churches, ten million members, two thousand missionaries, um, all in different places and uh, encountering some places really encountering persecution and. Um, and so we'll continue to pray. Um, you are moving to uh, a new role, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah, you could give our folks a little update about what's happening with you, with you and Ruth. 
Okay. Anyway, um, we thank God for you praying for us and uh, for this six years tenure of uh, leadership in EMS of our scene over 2,000 missionaries. Indeed, God has been faithful. You know, we came to the office, into the office when our present president also came into the office. And um, that was when the misery of Nigeria also increased. And uh, God has proven himself faithful. In all these years, God has really been encouraging us. And we thank God for the understanding of the grace of God. And we thank God because it has our perspective about God. I believe, you know, with all the training we had in Togo and uh, until we return and our coming to the U.S. and all the training and the understanding of God has given us a complete perspective about who God is. And to tell you, these six years, we are years of the work of faith and trust and dependence upon God. If not, it couldn't have been possible. But God gave us the grace and we are giving him all the glory that we are now rounding up and trying to hand over the leadership to the next director that will be coming uh, on the 1st of January, 2021. And this year, really, 2020 was one of the, uh, the challenging years with COVID-19 and a lot of challenges. We lost you know, uh, a lot of supporters because they were not able to uh, 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 meet up. So, but God still remained faithful mm -hmm. and he really has been mm -hmm. encouraging us in all these areas. Uh, uh, we give God the glory and we thank, especially the Fellowship Bible Church. She's with us, praying with us, encouraging us in different aspects of our lives. So now we are grateful to the Lord that we are moving out to another dimension of which we are trusting God that it will be where we will have more uh, room and more ministry opportunity to teach people about the grace of God and all the experiences that we have had through the trainings we've had with you there and when we were in Togo, really we are very grateful. And we are trusting God that, you know, uh, the next assignment will give us opportunity to be able to reach out, you know, to many, as many as God will give us the opportunity to reach out to. And then pray also that God will make open door for enough support for us to be able to travel here and there to teach the word of God. That is very, very important for us. And we are believing God that God will use that, especially as things are becoming difficult, that people will understand God in a different perspective mm -hmm. and that we'll be able to trust him even in this challenging time. Mm -hmm. So you continue to pray with us. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. And, you. and keep us posted as things uh, become clearer and Okay. And you know what your next role is going to be. And, okay. And, um, you know, like, like we've been the last number of years, if there's any way that we can, you know, be a help to you and partner uh, with you together in your next role. Um, okay. You know, 
keep keep us in mind. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So thank you very much. Yeah, Jim. Yeah. Ryan, you want to just close our time with prayer? Sure. Praying for Simon and Ruth and yeah. and uh, just rejoicing with them with um, God's grace and allowing <laughs> these folks to be released and, and yeah. So Lord, thank you for our time uh, visiting today with Simon. Thank you for just the wonderful testimony of your of your faithfulness. Um, thank you for as we look back through. Uh, history of your your consistent faithfulness throughout all time and so here we have a testimony of of your faithfulness within you know this past year 10 months of, of just real uh, particular uh, persecution in nigeria and surrounding areas with these um, ems missionaries to different areas the men and the women and the children that um, that that have gone through this trial and tribulation and trauma, going and living in the mountains to seek refuge at night, um, just just tremendous um, dependency upon you to walk through times like that. Thank you for the, the way you've used it in their lives to, to cause them to uh, trust you more, to cause them to grow in, in their relationship with you more in a way that we here you know, can't even understand. Um, so just thank you. Um, we pray for the weeks, days, weeks, months coming ahead I don't think any of us would be surprised um, if there were to be another kidnapping, um, but we pray in, in advance for, um, for the kidnappers that are hearing the gospel, um, that, that they would come to the saving knowledge of you and even the ones that have already done the kidnapping. Um, they're acknowledging in their, in their kidnapping of they're acknowledging you. And so we pray for their salvation. We pray in advance for, uh, for those that, that may be kidnapped and, and, and more persecution ahead that as we've seen that, that, that they will find you to be strong because you are strong on their behalf in the middle of difficult circumstances. And so we hold them before you pray for Simon and Ruth and the rest of the, all the leadership, there at uh, Equa and EMS and all the various just vast ministry and uh, outreach and teaching and discipling that's taken place. We just hold them before you, particularly this transition the next few weeks to the, to the new man coming in and taking over uh, Simon's existing role and then Simon moving into a new role. Uh, give clarity and wisdom and direction as uh, as Simon uh, passes Amen. the baton to this next person, that you would just grant him uh, grace, grant him wisdom, uh, discernment as he begins to navigate through 
things the way that you've led Simon through things these past number of years. Um, so thank you, Lord, and, and thanks for the time that you've given us together to, to talk about your faithfulness and your greatness and what you're doing in the lives of individuals in light of the persecution that, that they've gone through and are going through. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, thank Simon. You. We love you Thanks, guys. Simon. Give her, give our love to Ruth. Well, thank you. Good to see you. Thank ya. you. We love yeah. you too. Say hi. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I love you guys too. Yep. Yep.